When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hi Bob, the officially unofficial for all mankind podcast on Apple TV Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're back to do our feedback episode for season six, episode eight. And I guess I guess a couple of episodes here. Um, yeah, it's been a couple since we've had one. Mm-hmm. So what do we have? Well, we've got a, a if, if, if you're curious, F.A.M., which stands for, of course, for all mankind. We could add Bob. We do this next season. I want to. I want to. I want to change this to Bob at BaldMove.com. But for now, it's FAM at BaldMove.com. A couple people took us up on that offer, and we'll get right to it. Probably, if I was to guess, not going to have another feedback episode until postseason, like our our wrap up coverage. Yeah. Uh, But we might sneak one in before the finale. We'll see. See how much time and how much feedback we get. Out of state boogers is up first. It says, "Okay, Bald Move. I am for real." slash fake mad about your coverage of this rainbow password guy. And I guess giving him the benefit of the doubt that's a plot point that he's going to follow up on the security breach. And that's how Ed will find out. Let's just call it what it is thus far. The world's worst IT person getting a free ride to Mars and a space hotel by handing out a not complex admin password to random crew member and passing merely because they asked. I get the most hacking is actually social engineering, but Danny just strolled up, asked for the password and then walked away. And the rainbow password guys like shrug. He's, um, he's technically his superior. Am I wrong about that? I think that Danny's like second in command in yeah. the hierarchy of for all mankind. That, that's what it felt like for me in the Helios. Me too. So it's a little less absurd if if like your commander asks you these questions or, you know, someone and this directly isn't like, direct report to them. I, and this isn't like a college campus with 4,500 kids running around, right? This is sure. a secure. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. In outer space facility where anybody probably could go and open an airlock and you could cause all kinds of just fucking chaos. So, like, it's not the most egregious thing I've ever seen. But that's that's the devil in me playing advocate here, because fuck you, Nick, for not saying anything. Yeah. Like, this is obviously suspicious. You're 100 percent right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, I um. Regardless of whether the security is compromised or not, there should the, the, the answer to that is good, good logging. You know, you got to have good mm-hmm. uh, separated logging so that uh, uh, if when things b- happen, that you got a, a nice, nice paper trail to f- follow up. And nobody, again, in this context, I don't think anybody is uh, looking for it. I don't know yeah. at this point in time if this is going to be a plot point. Like at this point, I'm actually not even sure if some of these crucial revelations are going to happen at all. Can they? I mean, Nick's dead. Nick died in yeah. the landslide. So like at this point, yeah, of course, there to tell on him. sent this before the, the latest episode oh, okay, or okay. the latest two episodes. But like, yeah, it's more of like, you know, where like uh, the fact that he's been creeping on the Karen emails, the fact that like he even had sex with Karen, like I don't know. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I, I just think it's an open question of whether we you know, like, like, will, will Ed think the follow up on, mm-hmm. 
you know, what were you going to ask me before the giant explosion came and we were all saved? And and could Tanny not think of something plausible? Like, I mean, I guess he could confess that it's actually his. Yeah. You know, yeah. he he he, if, he did did all the bad stuff. And he this is wanted all his fault. to confess. Yeah. That he was at the, the controls when, you know, the that the landslide stuff went down. Certainly that could be a cover. He can make shit up like I was at a crush on Kelly. Like there's like, <laughs> you know, sure. if I if I was Danny, I would be thinking of stuff. Some more shit about like, Shane. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Some more. Yeah, have, uh, just just make sure anytime Ed asks you a question, any follow up question is just pain. It's nothing but more painful revelations about Shane. <laughs> yeah, that'll teach him. You it's all ask. Shane pain. All right, let's move on to John and Callie. He says as a former NASA employee. Ooh. Oh. I was thinking about how Margot could have handled her situation when first approached by the KGB. My initial reaction was that she should have made a very quiet outreach to the head of the NASA's counterintelligence office at the Johnson Space Center, which exists today, but I'm not sure about in the 1980s. Oh, wow. Holy fuck. I didn't know NASA has a counterintelligence office. That's space spies. (laughs) I mean, why wouldn't that's fucking cool. Moonraker, baby. (laughs) Uh, the other would be the tar- Department of Justice slash FBI. And then I remembered that during the 80s in our universe, the FBI counterintelligence office had been itself penetrated by a KGB spy, one Robert Hansen. Wow. Hansen was a former FBI agent who spied for the Soviet and Russian intelligence services from 1979 to 2001. His espionage was described by the DOJ as possibly the worst intelligence disaster in U.S. history. He's currently serving 15 consecutive life sentences without parole in the super- federal supermax prison in Colorado. He was in the FBI's counterintelligence unit from 1985 to 1991. So if he existed in the For All Mankind universe, any information Margot gave to either NASA or the FBI security would have triggered a major FBI effort and pulled in top counterintelligence agents like Hansen, who in turn would have tipped off his KGB masters and led to the bullet to the head of Sergey and Sergey and members of his immediate extended family. Uh, hmm. Too bad the show didn't have a quick shot of Margot in the 1980s watching a TV news clip on FBI counterintelligence agent getting arrested as a Soviet spy to give her at least a little reason for not going to the FBI. Um, gotcha. A little retroactive yeah. reason. A little. Uh, thank goodness I didn't. I wonder. I, I do still like, you know, I, I do think that Margot should have gone because I don't I, I guess I don't think it was a big deal. Like this, it seems like the way to go would have been to in that hotel room said you're going to help the Russians. You fly back to NASA. You go right to the DOJ and tell them everything that happened in that hotel room. And then they would probably figure out some kind of rope a dope way to give the Russians enough information. Because how the hell would the Russians know whether, you know, they have to build the reactor before they could have a, like a, a yeah. very subtle but fatal flaw. There's so many ways. And Mark, I don't think that like. The trap was sprung until she decided to t- try to handle this herself. No, you know? not the true trap, right? Like she, I like the way they depict this, her easing into this re- easy relationship with Sergey, where they are trading information. Um, innocuous right. You scratch my back. I scratch you. Yeah. It's nothing and for national security, but just the other shoe drops. Right. And she's already given them information. It might look bad if she goes to the, the DOJ. Oh, I'm not saying she shouldn't be nervous, but uh-huh. like I don't think she'd be doing 16 consecutive life sentences at some supermax. No, no, this, this is the last off ramp before you know yeah. you're stuck on this path, and you're absolutely right. That's the time to do it. 
if she's ever doing real do it. federal pound you in the ass prison time. Uh-huh. Yeah. But she does not. She does not. It's bunch. I, has, I feel like Hanson has came up on the show before. I mean, it's Maybe a fear for Sergey, right? Is what keeps her from doing that. You know, she's got it feelings is, for but Sergei. like, yeah, and I guess, I guess, to him. I guess you have to. There's some kind of naivete of her not thinking that, okay, well, if she cooperates with the Russians, that nothing bad's going to happen to Sergey as soon as she's not useful. Mm-hmm. And, and that, this will ever that end. yeah. Yeah, and that the FBI wouldn't have, uh, or you know, their, their counterintelligence wouldn't have a way to bend this to their to 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 the positive, right? Because um, it seemed like you know it wasn't like a absolutely not out of the question to get some kind of crazy uh, counter intelligence extraction on Sergey's family. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's but I, I think that's part of Margot's hubris too. like the fact that yeah. she wants to rely on herself and not get anybody involved and like keep it under wraps. Like it's all part of her, you know, personality flaws. Mm-hmm. John G says, why in the hell would Ed put Danny in any position of authority whatsoever? If he suspected him to be on drugs, that might be the dumbest thing that's ever happened. This entire show. Fuck Danny. The, the way I see this is like Ed cut his teeth on carrier operations in Korea. And if you know anything about especially the more heyday of fighter pilots in, in, in wars past, uh, they were all hopped up on speedballs. Sure. Like they like the, our, our pilots were on some form of methamphetamines so they could run combat patrol after combat patrol and stay effective. And, and during these, uh, you know, uh, up tempo uh, airstrikes and stuff in Korea and Vietnam that they could still, you know, even with very little sleep, they could still, uh, execute on a high level. So I think that like you're between the lines, Ed's kind of comfortable with performance enhancing drugs. Like obviously shooting steroids in his ass. He probably yeah. took, took speed balls back when he was a pilot. What he objects to is going over the line. And he said, he's mm-hmm. even seen pilots go over the line and you know, you don't think I know what it looks like to be fucked up on, but I don't, I don't think it's like the same appropriation that if he knew that, like he was taking essentially heroin, I think that would be a bridge too far for Ed, but he just, yeah. he's just always looking at Danny through the lens of him and his dad. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, he does extend a certain, uh, not courtesy, but like a certain capability in in Danny uh, based on what he knows of Gordo. Um, and, and I think like, you know, he, he doesn't put Danny into a position of extreme responsibility here, right? Like he sees that he's fucked up and he relegates him to second chair on the the drill side of uh, off the drill side like all that stuff um it's not a super important role until nick decides hey i've got some other work to do and you need to you need to man this station um Mm -hmm. that's when it actually becomes a problem this is like i don't know a coder who's snorting adderall and their boss finds out about it and they're like well they're still getting the job done, you know? Yeah. Right. They're, they're shaky and they, maybe they talk too much, uh, but like they're getting it done. There aren't too many bugs in their code yet, but you know, and then I they roll I, something into production, which totally fucks, yeah. uh, you know, a month's worth of work. Right. Uh, I wish I knew more about 
Nick and what he knows about Danny because from yeah. Nick's perspective, he knows Danny's a loose cannon. He's got a lot of anger issues. He's mm-hmm. got, you know, a lot of mommy daddy issues. Does the crew know his about his drug problem? Because if Ed didn't reveal that, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like I if Nick so. knew about the drug problem and he left him unsupervised, but also just look this at is the him. easiest job you can have on the base, man. Like listen to the guys when they say flip the relief switch, you flip the relief switch. Yeah. It's like you have to be not just fucked up, but emotionally compromised mm-hmm. to fuck up this big. I think that Ed thought he was putting him on like essentially desk duty and he fucked up desk duty in a way and that like with a redundancy of Nick too. like I, I don't he wasn't right. leaving him to a job to do by himself. It just happened right. to get him in that situation. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like Nick has some culpability. He knew he was that compromised and, and trusted him mm-hmm. at that crucial juncture. But on the on the other hand, there was. Yeah, I wonder why I didn't give Danny the busy work, like go and get these numbers and do this test. And I'm going to continue monitoring the drill pressure and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. Well, like um, I said, I would have sent him back to orbit and brought somebody else down. Like you deal with this guy because he needs to be separated from whatever is going on here that's causing this problem. Yeah. But then he'd just uh, be up said, there, you know, watching Karen's messages and all that stuff. Right. Wouldn't have yeah. gone any better up there. Hell, he probably crashed And that's the thing. Phoenix. It's like Ed just kept on saying one more chance. I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to yep. give you one more chance. And he kept on like extending. And this goes all the way back from when Danielle said, man, this kid's fucked up. You don't want to bring him to Mars, Ed. And Ed's like, hey, what if uh, actually that's a, that's a thing that he needs? And right. he's just been you know, bypassing these flashing red lights the, the whole season. Renee says, uh, oral office. I don't think Aaron's even aware he said this. Neither of you said anything, but it's hilarious. Did anyone else catch it? Um, so welcome to Bald Move Podcast. I get a lot of words wrong and a lot of jumbled up associations in my brain. And sometimes it works out hilarious. Sometimes it's just embarrassing. Apparently, I also can't say the word dementia. The dementia? <laughs> dementia? I, I dementia, don't know yeah. which... I. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's just. uh, (laughs) Wait, wait. What possible combination of words could oral office be in reference to? Oh, oval. Well, plus oval. Yeah, of course. Plus, it's also even funnier in the context of like Bill Clinton's escapades. Uh You know, oral office. I love it. I love it. So we've got the the gender bent, sexual flipped, uh, uh, oral. Yeah, I. You're welcome. You're welcome. Is what I'm trying to say, Renee. It's great. Josh H says, I surprised you guys didn't entertain the possibility that during Danny and Ed's big confrontation when Ed was inviting Danny to punch him, I thought for sure Danny was going to sock him with the cold hard fact, George Costanza style. Oh, yeah? Well, I had sex with your wife. Do you think they're setting it up for the... Yeah, that stuff. (laughs) Do you think they're setting it up to finally be revealed on Mars this season? It's it's gotta be. Like, why why spend all this time on it? Unless they're gonna kill Danny because of it? Then yeah, it's got to be especially revealed. since in in the world of for all mankind, more and more people are finding out about it. We now know like it. We thought maybe going in this episode it was just Karen and Danny, but we know Jimmy knows about it. We know that Molly and well, at least Molly's husband, but probably Molly knows about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there, and like Karen knows that people know. It feels like it's eventually, but like I don't, I don't know what they're setting up. Yeah. Um, and like, what does that look like? Does Ed after this, uh, after this episode does, uh, or after the last two episodes, does, does Ed feel differently about Danny now? 
Uh, I mean, certainly his feeling on Danny has to have changed a bit. Like, I feel like that was what, like, that the, they had a real moment of understanding and connection. And, like, it doesn't forgive what Danny has done, but it definitely no. goes a long way to explaining the kind of unique pressures that he's felt his entire life. And I feel like if Ed doesn't take that into account, uh, like, would Ed, would Ed beat this kid up now? Would he turn him into a greasy spot on the carpet? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you found out he fucked Karen, it seems I don't silly, think but I don't know. So, Ed's, but Ed's a pretty emotional guy, especially around that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Jay Chris from Rhode Island it says, Hey guys, something I noticed in episode six was that Danny cut his hand at the tip of the core sample. He was drilling with aquifer, presumably vaporized. Might we see a dormant Martian microbe from below the surface, hitch a ride back to earth inside Danny's blood. Oh my God. It's a venom situation. What's do we have? <laughs> oh my God. A symbiote. Uh-huh. Uh, well, loud noises. Loud noises is how you defend yourself against. That's Kelly. She's going to be mixing up uh, some heavy metal remixes to keep uh, the symbiote in check on the yeah. way back. Is there is there any kind of... Uh... Yeah, you know, that was a, one of those blink if you don't miss it. I just thought it was, like, it was setting up... Um, well, I mean, clearly it's setting up uh, a foreshadowing, a disaster of Danny related to drilling. Like he hurt himself... Yes. He's a danger Definitely. himself. He's a danger to others. That's a lot of some some drilling foreshadowing. But I do, yeah. Do you think there's anything to some kind of contamination here? No, I don't. My my gut says no. But who knows? I feel like you would die if you got a microbe in Mars. You either it would be something that you're immune system would recognize and rapidly beat off or it'd be something in which you have absolutely no defenses against and it would just ravage you so Mm -hmm. it's either going to like be so foreign that it can't even replicate inside you or it's just going to take you over yeah so to the extent that he hasn't become taken over by some martian rage (laughs) zombie virus i'm picturing some expanse type stuff (laughs) some protomolecule yeah Uh he got infected by the protomolecule he's fucked i've seen the expanse (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
All right, Josh P says, Larry and Pam have described Ellen as an unstoppable force. They've mentioned everyone who had sacrifice and kept secrets to allow Ellen the chance to be president. I think Larry might be the biggest and maybe last sacrifice to be laid at Ellen's altar. I think the only play for him is to come clean and admit the fair while also coming out. He'll admit he lied to Ellen all those years ago. This should, in turn, garner sympathy for Ellen while also making her appear to be strong in the face of such devastating revelations. Just like Ellen's first trip to the moon, people will sacrifice for her to get there. And just like her stay in the moon, she will be all alone. Yeah, I think um, that's a, a good, plausible. <laughs> I don't know. I use way out here in quotes because like it's not an easy out, right? But it is an out for Ellen, at least. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I could definitely see that happening. It seems like it's always something I've been interested in. Um, I don't know about mid 90s, but lately, every time there is a politician or celebrity involved in a sex scandal, that doesn't involve like, you know, rape or sexual misconduct. It just involves cheating, you know, um, your, your average typical human foibles. I've always wondered what would happen if someone just said just threw them just just came clean. And, you know, uh, admitted it and and, and got gone on with it. Um, yeah. I feel like that's the winning strategy. Now, the only thing I don't understand, I don't quite have a handle on is like in comparison to mid 90s America, uh, our mid 90s America, like how more or less homophobic is America of the for all mankind universe? Because we've we've talked about this in previous podcasts that there's clearly mm-hmm. Um, gender-based pressure from the Soviet Union to for equality. There's racial pressure stemming from the Soviet Union to to move the needle on on racial equality, and the space programs kind of be kind of kind of leading that. Um, I don't think there's been a similar pressure when it comes to uh, uh, gay rights, like no, you know, the Soviet Union, like, especially with Roland's not reaction to knowing about rights. Right. Yeah. Which could be an, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that's like a stereotypical Russian reaction. I'm just saying that, like, I don't think Russians are any more enlightened when it comes to that than Americans of the era. So, like, there wasn't right. that unique pressure to make mm-hmm. the for all mankind universe is a historically um, uh, uh, ahead of the time when it comes to gender, con- gender conflict and racial conflict, it seems like. But mm-hmm. so I that's the only thing is like, do do the people. Do the, do the people feel sorry for her? Especially since, again, remember that she's Republican. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe Democrats would be more likely to overlook stuff like, although even in the mid-90s, like, stuff like gay marriage and stuff was not super popular no. even amongst, like, self-described Democrats. But the fact that she's Republican, I think that's a big problem because that's not exactly on that party's platform. No. In the mid-90s. No, she get a lot of or blowback today. for her own party, certainly. And like you said, large swaths of the even the the more liberal parties uh, certainly would have a problem with it. Yeah, but I do like the analysis of like, you know, a lot of her art preparing for this, because like you said, you know, she relieved Ed from on the moon and she was going to be the only one there. Um, She is, of course, now she's got kids, but she is well suited for a life where she has to make sacrifices and be alone to fulfill a mission that she finds important. Yeah. Although that, the more the the Ellen presidency wears on, the more I wonder, does she just resign? Because she's just seems like she's mired. And not only is she not accomplishing her objectives, but she is start, starting to feel like she's losing things like 
you know, NASA autonomy, uh, being able to push her jobs bill and things like that. She's like becoming increasingly not politically effective. Yeah, you're right. Um, I guess the question would be like, who is her, the, the person who, uh, follows her going to be, I mean, obviously she's got a VP, right? So if she were to resign, VP would take over. He didn't seem particularly willing to fight for her causes. So like, I I don't know that it's a great option for her to resign either. (laughs) Well, the other thing is like, um, I guess, because I'm, I'm reading, uh, uh, Josh here's email and he's talking about that. This, you know, get sympathy. I guess if, Larry comes out and Ellen stays in the closet. Mm-hmm. Then maybe that's a way because she can say, well, I'm blameless and uh, I didn't have anything to do with this and yada, yada, yada. Um, but she's still in the closet. And I wonder if that's going to be the significance of her visit to Pam. The like, well, if Larry, if, if Larry done what Larry did, they can solve that. But like her reaching out to her old lover is going to be something the press is going to uncover in that be. connection. And the, I think and that was a it's big like, mistake. Yeah. So then Larry falls on a sword and then it turns out she's lying too. And just, yeah, I mean, well, it also I don't know. puts her in the, the horns of a personal dilemma there too, because like she's going to be pressured to condemn Larry as a gay man. True. Right. And you know, she's inching father her, of her child, by the way. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, there, there would be some pressure there from large factions to say, yes, being gay is wrong. Larry, bad Larry. Um, and could she do that? Christ, I, I don't think she could. Yeah. So, you know, Larry coming out wouldn't necessarily solve all her problems. Jake from Alexandria, Virginia, home of The Walking Dead for the mm-hmm. past several seasons. I want to share something I noticed in episode eight, The Sands of Aries, during the scene between Margot and Dev. Isn't the contractor in Rockford, Illinois, that was responsible for the Saturn V Apollo 23 disaster awarded the contract in order to sway a senator during the equal rights movement? I think this was the revelation that Dr. Von Braun shared with Margot that helped her ascend to her position. Surely wow. she would remember this right. Might not be anything more than further connective tissue with the characters, but wanted to get your thoughts. Well, so like I forgot that that piece of information was what one a card she played to ascend to the top of NASA. Yeah, but I definitely I mean, I think we talked about in the episode, the fact that like she definitely remembered that like the connection here that, Mm -hmm. you know, Dev's father was ruined by this, uh, this, this uh, contractor fuck up. Um, and I thought you definitely saw her eyes flash with recognition. I forgot that it was that important to her character <laughs> that she um, might have had some hand in ruining Dev's father. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of probably, probably. I mean, indirectly um, and, and inadvertently, but yeah, it wasn't her fault but, that they uh, fucked up that contract. It's just that they did. It's it's wild that the uh, the way the history, the wheels of history turn. Mm hmm. Uh, Ryan W. sent in a meme. He said, this is how they're going to get back to Phoenix. And he attached a picture of the ridiculous catapult that Ozymandias built to escape his <laughs> yes. uh, uh, prison in on, on HBO's Westworld series. No, so, Watchmen. 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 Yeah. Sorry. What did I say? Westworld. Oh, I said Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Watchmen. Um, they can go with the trebuchet if they need a little bit more power. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, why not? Why not? Martin, I, Martin, I would say if you're trying to Mars get somebody gravity. into Earth orbit, trebuchet is necessary. Mars 
Yeah, you could get away with the just catapult. just with the catapult, the lesser siege engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for that, Ryan. Our final email of the feedback bag is Will. He says, "Towards the end of the last podcast, you both were discuss- discussing what risks Kelly's pregnancy might bring." The first that came into my mind is the intense radiation that the baby will receive during space travel. One of the problems I've always heard come up in potential Mars or deep space missions is how to protect the astronauts from the long-term exposure to solar radiation. Without Earth's magnetosphere to protect them, astronauts take on a heavy amount of radiation. The developing cells of a fetus are at high risk of becoming cancerous if exposed to radiation, so having a pregnant Kelly on the return trip from Mars would almost certainly result in a miscarriage or stillbirth. I think that's true, that like more rapid your cells divide, the more increased risk you are for cancer. So like a developing gotcha. fetus is nothing but yeah. like a mass of rapidly developing cells. So I never thought of it in that terms, but yeah, that seems bad. Mm-hmm. says perhaps the Russians are concerned that Kelly will want or need to stay on Mars to protect her pregnancy and would jeopardize her return trip if additional astronauts decide to stay to support uh, Kelly um, I the thing is is I thought that the Russians were concerned from some sort of political angle the the, the them wanting to get yeah. the commanders and the Kremlin involved before they even tell the mother implies that there is some kind of like I said, geopolitics angle that I haven't considered because if it's just well I guess they never said that they just said this is a risky thing there's a lot of risk here and we need to talk to Moscow we need to talk to yeah I guess I just didn't see the Russian astronauts being concerned at all with the health of the Helios people but but it's this, the I child guess. of one of their fellow cosmonauts. I mean, it could just be a human concern. And yeah, we just yeah, see, we see the, the, the Russians as nefarious, you know, just in yes, everything no, they do. Yes, no, it's my bias, certainly, in my, in my viewing. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, running things up the chain of command, as we heard by, from Danielle Poole, that's just a thing you do in uh, military institutions. So that's not, and you, you're like, you know, what are you going to do? Sure. Just. Yeah, yeah, I wonder I what know. they were going to do before, like, were they going to just, like, if Moscow said, like, okay, here's the deal, just abort that baby. Yeah. They did, they did slip some some plan B in her tang and mm-hmm. let nature take its course. I don't think that's accurate. You'd have to do some other kind of uh, hormonal pill. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like it's a little bit more shadowy and darker, but that just might be because I'm biased against Soviets because I grew yes. up in the 80s. Well, where and, they and were, I'm living in 2022 where the Russians sure. are perpetuating yeah, also some of the nefarious on yeah. the, the world stage and america never done that i like living in a we country where we only ones mm-hmm. with our clean noses <laughs> so to speak from a foreign policy standpoint never fucked around never found out uh yeah i, I have we'll, not we'll, broken a window of this glass house yet and i don't plan to so i'm gonna true, keep throwing those true. stones <laughs> <laughs> Will says uh, closes his email PS one proposed solution is radiation problems to cover the exterior of the ship or one area of the ship in a membrane of water because it blocks out a lot of radiation mm-hmm. maybe the crew can create a radiation safe zone for Kelly I don't Just know about a, bath, a membrane a I don't know about a membrane because I've heard it's like a meter of water and mm-hmm. what I've heard is like in the Zubrin that I keep on referring to the Robert Zubrin's case for Mars he proposed that there's a large central water tank where the crew's water will be and that that will be in like some kind of donut shape 
Um, and there would be a space in the middle just big enough for the crew to stand and huddle. And like if there was a coronal mass ejection or whatever, you could orientate the ship to put the most water between the crew and the radiation source. And they could kind of hunker down in that bunker for yeah. the duration um, because you bunker. do need a like you it. do need a lot of you need like a, a meter of water to equal like uh, a quarter inch of lead. The other thing I've heard is for on Mars, because Mars lacks a magnetosphere, too, as you pointed out, is that the regolith. You just pile like mm-hmm. a meter or two of dirt, but that does a pretty good job. So I think imagine that like if you got these colonies going, that they would all essentially be kind of underground. Yeah, put them in the lava uh, tubes. Eventually. Descent yeah, like down said, to they, the lava tubes. They've already done it. Dan, Danny and Ed had the right idea. They just yep. forgot to put a door, you know? <laughs> right. But yeah. Become lava tube one. people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> become lava tube people yes uh thanks for that appreciate the scientific perspective there on the pregnancy will and that will do it for our feedback for this week again uh fam at baldmove.com is where you want to send feedback uh for consideration on the show i don't know if we'll have another episode before we get to the finale uh, another feedback episode rather but we certainly will have a se- season wrap-up Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the season three where we can kind of consider everything that'll do it again thanks for everybody's feedback fam at baldmove.com if you want to add to our feedback for the next one and until the next time i'm your host aaron and i'm jim bye bob